This is Elisha's TMA Clip of the Day. Part of this is interesting is maybe they've kind of trial by fire and they've become good security personnel, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But Trump, apparently, in addition to Secret Service, wants to maintain his own private security throughout his years in the White House. Yeah, which is not ideal, but I don't think it's the biggest. But here's the thing from the Washington Post that's hysterical. Okay, quote, several of Trump's associates said they thought that John R. Bolton's brush-like mustache was one of the factors that handicapped the bombastic former United Nations ambassador in the sweepstakes for (laughs) Secretary of State. Quote, Donald was not going to like that mustache, said one associate who asked for anonymity to speak frankly. I can't think of anyone that's really close to Donald that has a beard that he likes. I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't want to hand international security over to rally fingers. I mean, I'm not ready for it. You can see Trump saying that. Quote, Trump would often make arbitrary (laughs) decisions which had nothing to do with merit, confirmed another season one apprentice editor who requested anonymity. He'd make decisions based on whom he liked or disliked like personally, whether it be looks or lifestyle, and he'd keep someone that would, quote, make good TV, according to Trump. Setting up story beats to justify the contestant that Trump ultimately fired required editorial gymnastics, according to the show's editors. Manipulating footage to invent a story point that didn't exist organically is common in reality TV, but it proved a tremendous feat. Basically, he would just... I mean, remember they said this about Christie. Mm-hmm. That when, when, when he was talking about Christie, he liked the idea of there being a jolly fat man around because he thought the jolly fat men are what the public wants. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, here, women, women. <laughs> but, you know, here, here's the Women's thing. like, this is my career. Uh, what are actually, you talking you know, about? I haven't heard about thing yet. <laughs> Everything you said I think is true about Trump and uh, uh, manipulating storylines. It's okay when it's a television show. But, but it's when not okay it's, when it's the, you know, the United States of America. Yeah, it's a little bit different. The greatest country on God's green earth. That's as Michael the likes to say. The most powerful one in the world. As Gallagher likes the to say. The last beacon on a hill. As Mark Levin always says. <laughs> like... I mean, as Larry Elder I, always can I says, keep going? Yes, yeah, so we'll get through the whole lineup. America's here. no longer racist. That would be what Larry Elder said. And Larry's right. I yeah. think it's high time we got somebody to make that statement out loud. Now, here's the thing. Gallagher. Savage. Savage. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Peach. Oh, please don't. He'll sue us. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, he doesn't wh- own copyright to that. Does uh, Trump, now, when we talk about Trump separating business interests, and this is politics, uh, this is not exclusive to Trump. This is just uh, a symptomatic of the larger problem. You all remember Corey Lewandowski, who was Trump's campaign manager oh, for a while? Oh, do I remember? Yeah. Well, he apparently has set up a consulting firm right down the street from the White House. Corey- he also apparently- Drain so the it, swamp. Is the Drain person- the swamp. Oh, so he actually, when he was interviewed about this and somebody said wait a second isn't this like the antithesis of draining the swamp because now you ran a campaign like you were in a campaign you were fired and now you're failing up and starting your own organization using your relationship within the trump administration to make money not exactly what he says he says he was offered considered multiple opportunities in uh the administration and but he but but the point is is that isn't that the insider type thing that trump said that he was against of course and now he's a block away from the White House starting this firm. Right. I could look at that. Maybe you want to go down the street and meet with my friend Corey. And so guess who is a friend of Corey and a potential like big client of Corey's? Gavin Newsom. Carlos Slim. Oh, gosh. You know, the Mexican billionaire. I do. That Trump just that, met that with. That Trump just met with. Apparently, Corey Lewandowski orchestrated that meeting and he's courting Carlos Slim to be one of his first clients. Drain the swamp. <laughs> Drain the swamp. You know, Gingrich said yesterday that obviously Drain the Swamp has gone by the wayside. And Mike it's Huckabee just, said, uh, which, even if anybody within the Trump team tells him to stop saying the phrase, he's going to keep saying so, it. So I have a question. Which of the phrases that were chanted during the election cycle were not lies then? Well, right? here's There's the ones lock, we don't hear anymore. We don't, we don't hear lock her up. We don't hear build that wall. Build that wall we still, build that wall maybe. Build that we, wall might be the one. All right, we don't hear lock her up. Lock her up, we In don't fact, hear. In fact, we hear the op- We hear the opposite. Right, now that. we hear release her. Right, set Comfort her free. Comfort her. Set Comfort her free. Comfort her. <laughs> she needs That's help. They said. She needs love. <laughs> She's <laughs> depressed. 
those types of things. Exactly. And then the other the other one would be a drain the swamp. You don't hear that. Right. Drain the swamp has turned into hire Lewandowski. Hire Lewandowski. That's right. Or Lewandowski has a client. He has a client. Manafort online too. Manafort online too. So is there another phrase that they don't use? I'm trying to think. What were the other ones that they chanted? Well, build the wall. But I I don't know. CNN sucks. They're consistent. Oh yeah, they still say that. Right. They say CNN sucks. What a terrible thing to say on CNN. Well, I said As it, they're carrying it live, yeah, right. isn't it? It is. I said it, it, I did say it. I, I, He wasn't the first person to do that. Technically, I, I was on. I was on CNN in 2014, and I told them that if Hamas could have designed a news network, it would look like CNN. Oh, they love that. Well, when I was you go on, on there. CNN. Yeah, yeah, they like that. Good time. Speaking of, of speaking of Hamas, that reminds me. Uh, the media is freaking out over Donald Trump's pick for ambassador to Israel. Who yeah, is I like this guy, oh, David pick, Friedman. David Friedman, right? <laughs> and and so that one. Why of the do things, you laugh in a sinister way about David Friedman? Like oh, is that my sinister laugh? I thought it was. Oh, yeah, it is actually. So one of the things that everybody because the left despised. Is oh, David Friedman yeah. because he is—he's a very hardline pro-Israel guy. Yeah, he's very conservative. So, guy. He, so he has—he's in favor of the settlement. He's in favor—he's uh, he, against the the two-state solution because it has not been a solution. It's been a giant fail, uh, and the and the media cannot stand him. Additionally, they cannot stand their lovable J Street being attacked. So I guess one of the most controversial comments that he's well, made. Well, first you have to explain who J Street is. So yes. J Street is a radical left group that is not. Particular, they're they're really anti-Israel, but they're a front anti-Israel groups. They pretend it's all these Jews who are anti-Israel, but the vast majority of people who are involved with J Street are not really religiously Jewish in any way whatsoever. But when you watch the mainstream media like CBS and NBC or this morning, Allison Camerata on CNN, they present J Street as this wonderful. Jewish pro-Israel Jay organization. St- one, one of the things that, that happened with J Street is is they they were pushed by the Obama administration as an alternative to APAC. When when Obama was trying to push the notion that that not all Jews are, are super right wing on Israel, he he kind of helped foster J Street mm. and push them as an alternative to APAC. That was that was the goal. Well, I mean that, that's kind of your argument that you make uh, a lot of times that uh, there are a lot of people out there running around who call themselves Jewish who really are. That's your per- perspective. Right, I they're not religiously Jewish. Right, they're I mean, cultu- what, what the distinction yeah, culturally, culturally Jewish? Jewish is like. You like bagels what? and matzo balls, but you get them from a non-kosher deli. Yeah, it's very right? fashionable That's, to be Jewish these days. It actually is. Right, to because, call yourself because Jewish it, is very fashionable. Be, well, it's fashionable to be a, a member of any minority group. And yeah, that's true, too. And, yeah, and, right. so, and so for, to, to be a, a very successful white person who does only white people things, but gets to call themselves Jewish, that they can claim victimhood. That's that's definitely something that a lot of people like to do. So Friedman made these made some comments about J Street during the course of the campaign, and he was an early Donald Trump supporter, and he is a hardliner, like Ben said, when it comes to Israel. Uh, even Senator Joe Lieberman, though, this morning on CNN said that he agrees that, well, Lieberman believes in a two-state solution, which is just ridiculous. I but, certainly hope we can get a two-state solution going at some time here. But, but Lieberman <laughs> did rightfully say that that it is ridiculous that Jerusalem is not the capital city and that the U.S. Embassy should be in, in oh, Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, that, that's fully, right. that, that, it's fully nuts that we don't consider Jerusalem the capital city of, of Israel. Jerusalem, I mean, let's put it this way. Jerusalem only exists because of the Jews. Yeah, okay? and, and it's in the Bible, people. It's it's many times in the Bible. And not <laughs> only that, it's it's so the situation is so weird now. I've told you this before. My niece was born in Jerusalem, and on her on her passport, from the State Department, it says things. It says Jerusalem, and just says Jerusalem. It doesn't say where it is. It's like it's it doesn't a, a say Jerusalem, comma city. Israel. Like right, mine because, says Miami, comma USA. Right. They refuse to acknowledge where she was born because they don't want to to give the impression that Jerusalem is is Israeli territory. Of course, it's Israeli territory. You know, we mentioned Joe Lieberman a moment ago. And uh, comment on him very quickly. I expected someone like Joe Lieberman, and uh, actually not someone like Joe Lieberman. I expected Joe Lieberman, who I really like and supported many times when he ran for president and other times. Joe Lieberman, I think, would be was someone who you thought might come up in the Trump cabinet. 
former Democrat, independent now, but very closely tied to he's the Democratic Party. He's too, he's too moderate in some ways. In, in his tone but he, you are correct. Joe Lieberman would be a great Secretary of State, but, I thought. But you are correct, and I, I disagree that I think he belongs in the cabinet, but I think you are correct in that he is very connected to people that are connected to Trump. Well, I don't even mean right? it that way. He's sort of the brand of Trump, that kind of renegade guy. I oh, feel that no. way about... He's, a, he, he's well, not a renegade. And well, no one is a Trump-level renegade. Well, that that's true, I think. <laughs> but Lieberman has has cred, I think it's safe to say. He ran against his own... His own party ran against him. He beat them. I mean, I just felt like, to me, in terms of branding and image, he was like a Trump kind of image guy. But I don't know well, if he likes Trump. Well, as we Trump. know, Trump really cares about the image, hence he's the reason why he's considering... Kimberly Guilfoyle over Sean Spicer to be his White House communications And when person. are we going to... Actually, you would think that announcement would have been made already, but obviously not. Press Secretary... It'll be interesting to see how much... I mean, he's down in Mar-a-Lago. He did meet with General Flynn and some other generals yesterday. Right. Down at, 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 you know, the Southern White House. I guess we can dub it. What, what do we call Crawford? Uh, the, right? The, you know, the, well, the, the Western White House would be San Clemente and Richard Nixon, <laughs> yeah. so that's fair. So we could call Mar-a-Lago the Southern White House, maybe? The Florida White House. The Florida White House. The Palm Beach... We're going down to Palm Beach. I see you in Boca. <laughs> so, um, so when Trump was there yesterday, he did meet with some a lot of security officials, and he did meet with General Flynn. Right. And and so now, I guess I'm kind of wondering. Good, finally, he got the security briefing that his team didn't want to say whether or not he was getting. At least I'm assuming he did because he talked to Flynn yesterday, and Flynn is over the NSA now, and and so you know he's the national security advisor now. Right. So hopefully, he shared some info. With hopefully, him. He shared some info with him. But I wonder what an announcements we're going to be hearing over the Christmas break. Thanks for listening to my TMA clip of the day. And don't forget to tune in to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman, Ben Shapiro, and me, Alicia Krause.